picture as they translate. It would be on the screen before you. I, I will read verses one through four. Uh, I thought I was going to get farther than that, and I realized that I didn't. Chapter four, verses one through four. The emphasis will be verse two and three this morning. And it reads as such in our hearing. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, appeal to and beg you to walk, to lead a life worthy of the divine calling to which you have been called. With behavior that is a credit to the summons. You've been summons to God's service. Hallelujah. Living as become you with complete lowliness of mind and humility and meekness and unselfishness, gentleness, mildness, with, with patience, bearing with one another and making allowances because you love one another. Be eager and, and strive earnestly to guard and keep the harmony and oneness of and produced by the spirit in the binding power of peace. Amen. There is one body, one spirit, just as there also one hope that belongs to the calling you receive. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of all, who is above all, sovereign over all, prevailing all, living in us all. Amen. Amen. Knowing who you are in Christ. Father, even now in the mighty name of Jesus, as I begin to speak with that which I believe that you have spoken to me. I pray that not only do you give power to the speaking, but give power to the hearing and receiving. Father, allow your spirit to speak through my lips. Allow there to be an atmosphere conducive for, for hearing what the spirit is saying this morning. Father, speak to us collectively also speak to us individually. You know where we are. So speak into our personal situations to encourage us to run on. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have been talking about that we have been called into Christ that God has placed you in Christ and Christ into you. If, if you are saved, if you've been born again, you are no longer by yourself. The picture I gave was that of an ocean and you're in the middle of the ocean. I mean, underneath the ocean. I mean, there's ocean over you, there's ocean under you, there's ocean on either side of you, and, and you done drunk some of the ocean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that is the picture of being in Christ. The, the ocean is actually in you, 
and it's all around you, and no matter what you do, you are in the ocean. Oh, yes, sir. The phrase that is used uh, over 160 times in Christ, in Jesus, in the Messiah, that, that New Testament phrase, that is the picture that Paul was trying to paint that, that is in you, is all around you. He's all up in you. You are in him. There's no way to escape from. Told you last week that even when trouble hit, trouble got to go through him before it hits you. He has already measured it. He, he, has, already, he has already dealt with it. So, so his grace is sufficient Amen. when trouble hits you. He, he, he called us in him, but, but that is not the end of your calling. The calling is also that, that you have been called into his body, which means that we are connected with one another. You, you are not a long ranger soldier. You, you, you are not in this thing by yourself. The, the gifting which is God's glory in you is different than my gifting or the glory that's in me. But when God calls you into a body, he not only calls you into the overall body of Christ, but I believe it goes down to that he calls you to a particular congregation. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> what, what the, think with me, think with me, think with me. That means then that, that it's not really your choice of where you go. God needs to place you where you go. Because, because God knows the gift that is in you, and he knows what is needed in the local congregation, and we need your gifting to show up sooner or later. You see, the glory that you bring of Christ is different than my glory that I bring of Christ. So unless you are where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to do, we don't see the full picture of Christ. See, see the church have a, 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 a deficiency of seeing the, the glory of Jesus because there's some folks that's not using their glory. We, we, we are connected with one another by the Holy Spirit who is our glue. Oh, yeah. See, see, how can I say this? I'm just going to say it. That, that you, can't, you can't wait until everything is right. You, you can't allow somebody you don't get along to stop you from being what God has called you to be. Oh, yeah. that, that, that God's going to hold each of us responsible for using the glory that God, 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 God so, God so thought so much of you that he sent his only begotten son to die for you. Then he put you in Christ and gave you a gift that you may shine for him. I, I said that he summons us to serve. Summons is a legal term that means you better show up. To service, to be used by him, that he may receive the glory. You know, you know what? A lot of us are waiting until situation get better. Your situation may never get better. Some of us are waiting until till we say, well, you don't know where I've been, what I've gone through. You know what? This, 
I was watching this, 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 this documentary of somebody who was bitten by a poisonous snake. Uh. They, they rushed him to the hospital and they started explaining that the antidote for the poison that was killing them was derived from the poison of a snake. I, I, I don't think I heard that. Let, let me explain. The, the very thing that was killing them has now been the antidote to stop the poison from killing them. Do I need to explain that differently? Let me explain it differently. I don't know about you, I'm afraid of getting a flu shot. Now don't get me wrong, I have no problem with shots. I have no problem with shots. Stick me, I don't care. I have no problem with needles. But I got a problem that they put flu in the shot to keep me from catching. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, hold on. So, so in other words, you're gonna give me the flu in order to keep me from not. But, 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 let, but let me go a little bit deeper. The thought is, is that I'm going to give you a little bit of the flu so that your body will now learn how to fight the infection. So now you have built up resistance. So when the real thing comes, your, your body has adapted to, 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 to the flu that is going to make you real sick. Now your resistance to it is higher because your body, your, your, your fighters in your body have tasted it and said, we got this. So now when the real thing comes, the resistance in your body, your white blood cells that fight it says, we are strong enough to fight it because this isn't new to us. We have changed the fight, the, 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 the fight, the attack on your body. So, so when it hits you, it can't get in because we have created a defense to attack it because we done got a little bit of it. So now we know what this is. I believe that God used natural things to help us understand spiritual truths. Let me just say this. Every trouble, every problem we've been through, all of us have different backgrounds. All of us been through some stuff. If you give it to the Lord Jesus, God will use you in the body to help somebody else through what you've been through. Nothing you've been through will be wasted by God. God will take your pain. God will take your hurt. God will take your suffering, bring you through that mess, turn you around, and make you a blessing to somebody else. If God says God is sovereign, it's not as it says since he's sovereign. That means that every 
everything we've been through, God is going to turn around and use it so that we can be a blessing in the body. But, I, but you and I got to allow God to take my pain, turn it around, turn me around, walk me through it, that I got to be able to tell somebody, been there, done that, I am a survivor. Matter of fact, I'm an overcomer. I do got the victory. And what God has brought me through sooner will bring you through. Let me walk you to your victory. There's nobody in here that should walk alone through anything. You know why? There's enough glory. There's enough experiences that no matter what somebody has gone through, there's somebody that has already been through. And you can turn around and say, got that, done that, let me show you what Jesus done for me. Second Corinthians chapter 1. Second Corinthians chapter 1. Blessed be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Father of all sympathy, pity, mercy. That means that God knows what we're going through. He cares. Turn, turn, turn to somebody and say, he cares. He cares. Oh, he cares. He cares what you're going through. He cares what you've been through. No, no, you didn't say it loud. I told him, thank you. He cares. He really cares. He cares. He sees and he cares. You know, that's, that's the first point of knowing. I got to know that he cares. When it seems like he's quiet, he cares. When it seems like he's not showing up quick enough, he cares. When, 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 you are, when, you, when you're crying by yourself, you got a God that knows and he cares. Let's go on, let's go on. I, 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 I can, you know what? I can stay there all day. But I got to get you out to get to. Listen, and God who is, listen, the source. He is the source, listen, of every comfort, of every consolation. Of every. Have you ever been going through something and you got the radio on? the gospel station, and a song comes oh, on. Yeah. Uh, are you going to tell, and the choir sings exactly what you need. Have you ever been somewhere, and you open up the daily word, and that daily word, it seems like it got your name on it. And you wonder, how do that? Have you ever opened up the scripture and you just, you know, as a matter of fact, you wasn't even planning on going there. But the Bible fell open and that verse seemed like it. When it says that God is the source of everything, he sends messages at the right time in a way that will give you the strength to get you through that minute, that hour, that day, that week, that month, that season. You know what? 
about what some of you been through. I know it wasn't you that got you through it. I know stories that will blow you away. And I reckon I look at folks and say, there's no way you could have survived that by yourself. You should be crazy. You, you should be pushing up daisies. You should, you should, be, you should be dead. But, but my God, who is sufficient in all that he does. See, see some of you don't know. Matter of fact, y'all don't even look like what you've gone through. Folks, folks don't even know you've been through anything. But if, but if the walls could talk, if, 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 if the tears came back in, nobody, nobody but Jesus, nobody, nobody but Jesus has kept us. Listen, 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 listen. He said, he said, he said every comfort, consolation, next verse. He says, I didn't give it to you? Okay, let me, let me go and say what it says. This is what it says. He said, says, therefore, with the comfort that you've been comforted with, comfort somebody else. Know what he's saying? You didn't just go through what you went through for you. <laughs> Do I need to say that again? You didn't just, you are not going through what you're going through for you, but once you get through, use it to help somebody else. T.D. Jakes got a sermon call. There's a message in your mess that once God bring you through your mess, you're gonna have a message to tell some. Is God developing? See, some of y'all, you, you don't know what's going on. Let me tell you, God is developing a message in you. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. See, 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 the reason why he's allowing the devil to do what he's doing, God is developing a message. Somebody got their eyes on you, and they want to know, are you going to praise God while you're going through what you're going through? So, so, so somebody gonna come to you after seeing what you're going through and ask you how you made it. He said, child, I'm sure glad. Can, can I go old school on you? Growing up, I love Earth when a fire, I love me cool and the game. You know, I, I love. But there's another group that many times don't get the acclaim that they get. Frankie Beverly and May. Drinks we used to drink. 
I mean, the band was tight with that bass just, just thumping and grooving. And then Frankie opens up his mouth. They, 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 they may not get the claim that an earth went a fire, that a, that a, that a, that a wind, that, that sounded cool in the game, but, but they was right up there. They was right up there. I remember, and I still remember it, the, I think it was the album, Joy and Pain. Y'all remember that? this poem. Don't know why I never forgot this poem. Didn't have to look it up. But this poem was a illustration of a wooden flute. And they used to have to burn out the inner part of the flute to make it hollow. Yes, sir. The poem begins to say that, that in order for the flute to make its beautiful melody and sounds, uh-huh. it had to be burnt or hollowed out. Yeah. Yeah. To the death that it was hollowed out, yeah. it was able to make more beauty and more harmony when played. Yes, sir. They said the pain part was the burning out and the barrel out of his inside. Yes, sir. But it could not produce a beautiful sound without going through the process of being burnt out, hollowed out. And, 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 the, and the deeper, the hollowing, the more beautiful the sound, the more you burnt it out, the more it was able to, co- to create harmonies that would soothe your soul. In other words, unless God greatly breaks you, he cannot greatly use you until you allow God to turn your pain into ministry. But we can respond two ways through the pain we've been through, through the pain we go through. We can allow God to have his work and give him the hurt of our past, the hurt of our, of our future, the hurt of our present and trust him with what we don't understand or we can allow the situation to make us bitter mean full of a vindictiveness let me let me ask you a question like a flute who plays sound your mouth plays music Proverbs tell us that 
Proverbs 18, 21 says that, that out of the tongue, there is the power of life Amen. and death. Amen. You, you know, and we, we don't go to the next, but we ought to say, and those who love it, who loves to talk. Oh. <laughs> Allow me to explain it. People who talk without thinking talks too much. No, no, watch this. And what we don't understand is that there's power in what we say. We can either destroy folks or we can build up folks. And watch this. And what that is really saying is whatever you do will come back to you. How can I say that? When you cut somebody up, your flesh feels good. But what you have done was you have grieved the spirit. And you can't tell me that you're going to produce good fruit from that. We're praying for that young man and his family today. He is going to join the service. Raise your hand. We're going to pray for him. His family is here to support him. He got to be there, I think, at 1 o'clock. So, so that's what's going on. He's, he's joining the Army Reserve. Amen. Came into my office for prayer this morning. Okay, let's get back. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. You know, watch what you say to your kids. Because because we are so quick to tell the kids in front of how bad they are. But 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 let me be real honest with you. Our kids is a reflection of our parenting. Now I admit some kids have extra problems that no matter how good of a parent you are, you can't determine what direction. But I mean, I mean, but but when they but when they three, four, five, and six, what you doing going around calling them bad? How is a three-year-old controlling you? Watch this, watch this, watch this. They read you better than you read yourself. They, they know. Oh, they just playing. They told me to stop, but they just playing. It, you know, not, not, it's not that they try. You will train them because by the reflection of our voice, they know when we're real. And for a lot of us, it takes anger to make us to respond when the goal is you obey my command. The first time you said it, you wasn't angry. The second time you was aggravated, but you wasn't angry. The third time she's getting there, but not there yet. Listen, they read in this. You're not ready to go into action yet. 
and you think they trust. No, they are. She, she didn't mean it yet. Yeah. I told you. Yes, ma'am. Yes. By the second time, when Brett was small, I was on my way towards him. Because you got to understand, when I say stop or come because I see a car coming and he's going towards the street, it is deadly important that he understood I meant what I said the first time. Let me show you how stuff get in our spirit. Because words are spirit. They get into our spirit. Negative or positive. I asked Rick, could I share this with you all? He said I could. When he was in the car seat, he told you this before. When he was in a car seat, I used to whisper in his ear when he was three months old, take me to, to the babysitter. I used to whisper, God loves you. Love God. God loves you. Love God. I, I would consistently do that all the way up till he was two years old or so. Until, until he wasn't riding in the car no more in school and all that. About a year ago, Brit said, I remember when you told me God loved me and you told me to love God. I said, Brit, you was a baby. You were small. How could you remember? Before you could talk, I was saying that in you. It got into his spirit. My question is, what are we speaking to our kids, to one another? What are we speaking? God speaks into us who we are. He speaks, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He stands there, he says, you are. That is a state of being. That's not based on doing. That's not based on your works. He says, you are. When you are born again, you're, 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 you have changed. See, when we are birthed, we are born in the image of our fathers, like in chapter 5 of Genesis. He said, and he started having children after his image. The problem is Adam's image had been changed because in chapter 3 they sinned. So now that he's no longer after the image of God, he now have a big image his children now is now born after his bent image. They are spiritually dead. And God is working with them to bring them alive. But in Ephesians chapter 4, when it talks about the saint, he says, you've been reborn again. You've been recreated after the image of God in the image of his holiness and righteousness. And 
what he's saying is, he says, you are now after the image of God. But when he speaks this, he's speaking about our spirit. You are a saint that sins sometimes now. You're not a sinner anymore because the core you is not a sinner. The core you has been sanctified, which means now you are saved. Don't mean perfection. It means that God has set you apart. Your spirit is not alive. God didn't come to make us better. He came to call us from being dead to make us alive. And we are either alive or dead. Y'all got me? So watch this. He said, you are a chosen race. You, you are, listen, not by color, but you've been born again. Amen. You are a royal priesthood. That's why black, white, y'all, we all are the same race in Christ. Amen. There is no color in Christ. Amen. It's the blood of Christ. Amen. We're in this thing together. In heaven, there won't be a black section, white section, yellow section, red. We all gonna be praising him together. Why? Because we are now a new race, a spiritual being. A royal priesthood. You got the right to go before your father. You can come boldly in his presence. It's, It's you. It's you. You are, notice, a dedicated nation, all this is togetherness, not separateness. Hallelujah. Togetherness yes, sir. as the body. Amen. Watch this. He says, you are my special people. You're my own purchase. I pay with my blood Amen. to get you. Yes, sir. Whatever he has in you, is of such value to him, he died for it. Uh, somebody hear that? Whatever, whatever glory that he meant to put in you was of such value that he died to bring it out of you. He gave all that he had in order that you could be all that he called you to be. Let me say that again. He gave all that he had, which was life itself, in order to bring you up to be what he has called you to be. Guess what? And it doesn't matter who likes it and don't like it. Uh, Watch this. And we're almost out of here. The, he said, said, each of us has been picked out, called to set forth the wonderful deeds and display the virtue or the glory and the perfection, which is another word for glory of him. Amen. There's something in you that ought to be shining. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There, 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 there's a glory in you that God wants to bring out that there's no other explanation for it to that you know God. Amen. Folks ought to see such glory. Hallelujah. 
Your children ought to see such glory that the glory of Christ in you will win them for Jesus. It's Christ in us shining up out of us. But you know what? We are afraid to let him in. Our woundedness has set up in us insecurities, doubt, untrust, and unbelief. So there's areas in our life we got it padlocked, we got it bolted, we got it glued, we got it welded, and nobody gets in. We got some areas that that is too ugly for display. We don't even allow Jesus to have it. And the devil tells you, you better not. The problem is, as long as we allow our hurt to control us, we stay in unforgiveness. See, 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 we are experts at burying stuff instead of lifting it up to him. All of us has been hurt. The question is, are we going to allow our hurt to rule us? Are we going to give it to Jesus and let Jesus turn our hurt into his glory? (laughs) Are we going to allow him to take the very thing that the devil meant to destroy us with. To, 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 to take that, and now we got a ministry in that. Yeah. Uh, see, yeah. see, see, God will rise you up. Yes, uh-huh. will. Bring you out through the hurt. Yes, Heal the hurt. Yes, and we allow him. Yes. Heal the hurt. Yes, I don't care who hurt you. Jesus, we healed the hurt. Listen, if he couldn't heal it, he wouldn't allow it to happen. But because he allowed it to happen, he's going to use what happened to to his glory. And and, and God will lift you through the pain and bring beauty out of the ashes. My God is a healer. My God is a way maker. When I give it to him, God will pull you out, send you out to, to heal somebody who's been through what you go through. Pick them out. Pull them back. And say, I've been through that. Let me show you. See, I not only survived, I conquered it. I not only conquered it, I'm victorious. Let me show you what I've been through. And let me show you how God walked me through it. All of us has a ministry of consolation where we can identify with somebody else hurt and say, been there, done that, overcame it. The devil is a liar. I'm more than a conqueror. Let me show you how. Up in the church is everything we need. See, what you going through, somebody else done been there. What 
you're going through, somebody's going to go through it. Yeah. And when you let God hide where you're at, he is an expert on healing hurt folks. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Because somebody ought to be shouting on that. He is an expert healing the broken hearted. He is an expert on setting the captive free. He is an expert of delivering you out your addiction. He is an expert of meeting you where you're at but taking you where you need to be. He is I was listening to this interview. This man who has a ministry to molested people who was molested in their childhood. The reason why he's able to minister because he himself in his childhood was molested by a relative. The interviewer asked a question. Uh-huh. I don't think I would have had the nerves uh-huh. to ask. So don't get me wrong. The question was profound. The question was insightful. When he asked it, I said, ooh. Uh-huh. I turned up my radio, and where, there's, where there was silence, on the radio, while the man was thinking, he asked this question. He said, have Jesus ever showed you where he was at during the time in the very act of your molestation? Has he ever showed you while you was going through your pain where he was at? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It seemed like the man took a deep breath. And he said, yes. He said, yes, he, he has shown me. And he said, during the very act, he took me back to I was going through the same emotions, through the same thing. And while my predator was taking advantage of me, he said, I saw two hands. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He said it was Jesus' hands. Yeah. Yes, sir. He said his hands reached up. And it reached up inside of my chest. And while I was going through it, the hands went around my heart. Uh-huh. And he said he put his hands over my heart. Yeah. Then he said, I heard the word say, I, I, I gave him your body, but I kept your soul yeah. and your heart yeah. intact. Yeah. I did not allow him to defile your heart. Yeah. 
instantly my mind went click, 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 click. Joe, Satan asked, can I have his stuff? Can I have his body? But, but the Lord said, yeah, but don't touch the most important part of him. Because I'm going to show you, devil, that no matter what you do, when I start raising my children up, when I start healing them, when I start bringing up, see, your glory is in your soul. Your glory is in your heart. Now watch this. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. He said, I'm literally going to take their pain and get glory from it. What I'm going to do, the very area that you try to destroy them will be the very area where I'm going to lift them up. Matter of fact, Satan, I'm going to make you sorry that you ever messed with my children. When I get done using them, when I turn them loose in the world, the very thing that you use to destroy them, I'm going to give them glory in it. And they're going to save folks through what they've been through. Oh, uh, yeah, somebody don't hear. Listen, listen. We was on the street. There was some young ladies that came up, some young boys, and they didn't want to come in. What I did for the young man, I could tell that they was on the fringes. I started telling them before what I was before I came back to Jesus. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They stood there, spellbound, uh-huh. holding back the tears. Yeah. They wasn't sassy. I had them on the brink of ready to cry. Because I could identify with where they are. I could turn and say, I was you. Ran into another young man down on Bramble. Gang name is Kid. He said, I can't come up there. Why can't you come up there? He said, that's the third territory. Uh-huh. The third, which is a gang. Don't like you. Uh-huh. He's a bramble boy. Uh-huh. Share it with him. Been where you at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Can I pray with you? He has drugs in his hands. He said, I'm not scared of your drugs. I did that too. Yes, sir. And I prayed with him. Can't God use where he been? Ain't God awesome enough to bring you out, pull you up, then turn you around and send you back with so much power that you that you can bring others out? Won't God take away the shame and and, and allow it to be a a statement of glory? I've done that. I've been there, but I know somebody named Jesus who brought me out. And if he did it for me, he will do it for you. Let me tell you, done that, did that, but Jesus, what? What changed my name? What what brought me out? What, 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 what gave me a new walk? What gave me a new talk? His name is Jesus. Is there anybody that know my Jesus? Is there anybody?
got a story? Won't he give you a story? Won't he bring you out? Won't he heal you? Won't he keep you? I believe the more you've been through, the more he can use you. Power? Come because you've been through something. Don't walk through some stuff. I'm so glad that we don't live what we've been through. I'm so glad that God picked us out. Nobody but Jesus. Nobody but Jesus. Who brought you out? Who kept you? Why are you still alive? Why did you lose your mind? His name. His name. His name. His name. His name. His name. Just power. Just power. In the name of Jesus. Give the Lord some prayer. All of us have a story. 